I'm your host, Jay Ward, and welcome to another weekly edition of Deeper Dive. Our weekly podcast we have here brought to you by Plantation SCA Church. This is season four, episode 22. And today we have our wonderful co-host who is not here, Dawn. She's uh, doing, I think she said rotations, so we're going to keep her in, your, in our prayers. But today we have a very special guest. And I believe she's been on here, hmm, what, four or five times, I believe. I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. But I, I like to call her my other half. I like to call her wifey. And, but most of all, we like to call her Elder Dion Walden. Welcome, sweetie. Hi. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> I think I've been on for maybe about eight times. Eight oh, okay. Times. I, I, I was just trying to exaggerate a little bit more, but thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for that. It was always a pleasure to have you on for doing that. Um, I want to thank our podcast listeners for taking the time out uh, for listening to us. Uh, any concerns, comments, or questions you may have, please contact us via WhatsApp, Texas at 954-388-8780. And as we always do, we start off with a word of prayer before we proceed. Father God, thank you once again for all you've done for us, Lord. We are not worthy, Lord, but we thank you for continuing giving us grace and mercy. We thank you for the podcast, Lord. We thank you for the components. We thank you for the wonderful message we just had this past Sabbath about I am enough. So thank you. Continue to bless us. Bless this podcast. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. Well, first of all, I have to um, say I, uh, I I have to mention those wonderful shoes you had on uh, <laughs> on the pulpit. I love those funky heels. I love them, man. Love it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're most welcome. You know I pay attention to stuff like that, though, with doing that. But um, your sermon title, I Am Enough. Wow. I mean, it's it just kept, it, it, it resonated so much I had to listen to it, I think, what, two to three times? And it's just wonderful. But the question I want to ask you to start off is, how did you come across, uh, come up with this sermon title? And how does the book of Judges weigh in? Thank you. Thank you. All two wonderful questions. I um. I got the sermon title from God. It seemed, funny, right? it seemed real funny, but I actually was at a business conference. Do you know that I annually oversee an industry of uh, conference for my company? Mm -hmm. And um, I had, I think it was the last day of the conference that morning as I was waking up. And that's one of the revelation I always get from God from time to time. In just waking up out of sleep, the spirit of God just gave it to me crystal clear. I am mm -hmm. enough, sermon title. I got up out of the bed, I reached for my journal, and I put sermon title, I am enough. Typically, when I'm doing a sermon, I pray and ask the Holy Spirit what he wants me to bring to his people. And um, it's always good to have a sermon title for the anchor so I could build my thesis and start working on my outline. And typically, I would have different permutations of the sermon title, but when he told me, it was just like a blueprint he gave to me. I am enough. And mm -hmm. that was good enough for me. So that's, I got it from God. So okay. all praise to him. Uh, the book of Judges, so mm -hmm. I am enough. It's all encapsulating. When you think of I am enough, what does that mean? How, how does that translate? And so I, I keep looking. And as we look living in this culture where 
So many people are battling with inadequacies in, in feeling inferior. They feel sometimes that imposter syndrome where they feel that they're a fraudster, that they don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And I believe what God wanted to, especially in a time where there's just a lot of things that are going happening to people's just their mental health, that he wanted to reassure and reaffirm his people that that we are enough. And so the book of Judges, I chose the book of Judges as um, Judges chapter six with Gideon and that call. And Gideon felt the same way. He felt that he was not enough. Yeah. And so God had to reassure him to say, I'm the one sending you. You know, before, you know, he even felt like he said, you know, my family is so insignificant. You know, I'm the, you know, my clan is the the weakest in, in the clan of Manasseh, for he's from the tribe of, of, of Manasseh. And he said, but not only my clan, my family is the weakest. I am, he said, I am the least in my family. So he mm-hmm. was like, said, Lord, listen, I am not the one that you're calling mighty warrior because that's what the Lord addressed him. So before he was, he had even gone, God had seen him as a mighty warrior. And so when Jesus in the pre-incarnate flesh came to him, he said, greetings, mighty warrior. And Gideon was like, who, me? Are you talking to <laughs> <Yeah>. me? Because <laughs> I am not enough for you to call me a mighty warrior. I have not fought any battles. And for, furthermore, I'm the weakest, you know, the least in my family. So please, maybe you need to call someone else. And how many times, you know, that the same thing with us, you know, we, we don't want to um, ask for something because we don't feel like we're qualified. Yeah. Or someone tells us that we're not qualified and we start to believe that we're not qualified, that we have to go through a series of things before we feel like we're fully qualified to think mm-hmm. that we're enough to do that. So that's where I, I wanted to use that, that story as the anchor to really flesh out and to expound on the trajectory and how God sees us, because how God sees us is radically different from how we see ourselves of and course. how he sees, sees us. Of course. Well, I appreciate the answer for that. I really appreciate that. Um, you said something that really stuck out. You, you spoke about uh, performance matrix. And why are we, why are we seem to be under this system? Uh, you know, in this day and time? It's a very, very um, salient question because we're living in a world that is, first of all, living in America, which is an individualistic culture. And mm-hmm. individualistic means it's highly competitive. Right. Highly competitive. People have set their benchmarks or set, you know, certain standards where people have to, if you're, if you're in the marketplace, you have your annual reviews where you're assessed to see if you're performing at certain standard or if you have exceeded that standard and you may get a promotion. So living in an uh, individualistic, hyper competitive culture, mm-hmm. we've seen a radical shift in uh, recent times, because it's the, 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 the space is so competitive, everyone is trying to outdo the others. Yeah. If you look 
you know, for example, you look in the sport sports arena, you have you have the GOAT, you know, the greatest of all time, yeah. right? So this person have broken so many records and all of that. So you find people now starting to measure up. You know, they have their Instagram pages or Facebook page or whichever, TikTok, how many followers, how many likes. So you find now where people are like they're competing against other people. But one of the pitfalls are the danger of doing that is that that is superficial. It's not yeah. real. It's not real. So people can create, I would call it avatars, and they yes, can be yes. anything in their avatar. But in real life, life is hard. And sometimes we, we put these expectations, you know, our people put these expectations and they're unrealistic expectations. And so God wants us to understand that it doesn't matter what culture requires of us, our family requires of us, we requires of ourselves, we require of ourselves, we are, we are enough. So you find this super competitive where people are saturated. I've spoken to parents when they're telling me that their children, you know, in, in, in school are so overwhelmed because it's like they feel like they're never measuring up to their counterparts. I'm in the marketplace, I lead people, I'm a people leader. And I see, you know, like when I look at resumes, you know, if I'm recruiting for a role and I look at resumes and where they did the company's vision and the mission, you know, looking at data analytics, every kind every companies are using right now, my companies talk about this data lake where they pull every data that we use and they put it in a lake. So, you know, we can do some kind of predictive modeling, AI, all of that. So you find that people like you and I, Joe, going to school and we know that we have like standard tests and we pass tests and, you know, being a high achiever. It's like to be a high achiever is a norming your normal, right? Mm. You have to go above. Most times no students in, in high school, they're doing AP mm -hmm. honors. It's not it's not just doing a standard testing. It's going higher. And so those those benchmarks keeps getting higher. So what used to be a high benchmark becomes a, the normative the norm, benchmark. Yeah. And so yeah. you have to go beyond that. And each time you go another rung up or accelerate to another rung, then it becomes normalized and you have to go higher and higher and higher. And so people are just right now finding that they're they're feeling this sense of inadequacy. This mm. sense that will I ever be able to achieve? Will I be ever be able to get that um to, to achieve my goals or to realize my goals? Because it is so competitive. And yeah. so what I want or what I feel God is God was trying to send in that message to convey to his people in that message that in Christ we are enough. Because when God created us in Psalm 139, he said we were fearfully, we were complexly yes. made. Mm -hmm. We were made with geniuses. Is you don't have to acquire being a, you know, the, the matriculate in classes to be a genius. God made us to be a genius. He made us with dynamic potential. He made us with the intellectual capacity to, to excel with the academic excellence to excel because in Christ, as second Corinthians three verse five tells us that we do not get our competency from the world. We don't get it from the classroom. We don't get it from, you know, hereditary. We got it mm -hmm. when we Jesus Christ. And so that's why we don't have to feel that we need to be on the, the world scale, like we have to be scorecarded or we have to be evaluated or we have to have Facebook like or Instagram following or something. We are complete in Jesus. Amen. Amen. So yes, we are. We are a value. We are a value. 
to the Father. You said something about four times in both sermons. Yeah, I think you know where I'm going. You spoke about nothing happens without intention. I think you were trying to hit it home each sermon. Elaborate on just a little bit more. Yeah, I underscored that because that was also, I was really speaking to myself because mm -hmm. I recognized, listen, life is what it is. Life is what you make it. Right. I, right. I, I can uh, wake up in the morning and I choose not to get out of bed, mm -hmm. you know, so I can lay in the bed and the time lapses and the things that I would want to achieve, I want to achieve because I am inactive. I'm immobile. Mm -hmm. And so when we set goals, we must be intentional about our goals, right. because if we don't set intention to those goals, those goals will lie latent. You know, as I, I, I use three things I referred to, I referred to a wish, a dream or a thought. Yeah. If we don't set intention to those, then it's just what it is in its latent state, state, mm -hmm. state a wish, a dream, and a thought. But when you put intention to say, right, I'm going to go back to school, I'm going to get my GED. And you said, okay, tonight, I'm going to create some kind of structure or routine, we're going to set, you know, a half an hour, you know, to go over this topic, or I'm going to set an hour to look at the curriculum and to do some re some extra research so that mm -hmm. by the time I get to class, I can be better prepared. Or if I have a business plan, I can start writing that business plan. I can start looking at my resources in my network or outside my network, or maybe we can purchase some business books where we can learn some some business principles and concepts. But if you do not, or in the word, a Bible study, for example, like, you know, mm -hmm. we have the, the quarterly, you know, yes. as some Adventists, we are so privileged that other uh, denomination, other faith communities, the, what we get freely every quarter, those beautiful quarter that written by a, by um, former pastors, deans, mm -hmm. you know, just university professors, just a whole, uh, what you call it, um, cadre of just well-qualified, you know, professionals, men of God. Yes. We, we tend to take that for granted. Well, other people, they have to pay for that. And I'm like saying, we get that. And the Bible said to study to show ourselves approved. If we mm -hmm. don't set intention to it, that's what it is. We become, we are spiritually illiterate. Mm -hmm. So until you can exercise, and that intention is discipline, is discipline. You can start out incrementally, you know, to develop a discipline, to, you know, form a ha healthy habit. Just Take that time, you know, 30 minutes. I'm going to study the word of God. I am going to get on a, a, a commentary so I can, you know, further research so I can further expand my knowledge. You right. got to set intention to it because you're then exercising that muscle. You're exercising your brain and mm -hmm. then having the Holy Spirit. And we talk about it and then maybe you'll touch on it about the partnership aspect of it. Where it's like, yeah. you know, God requires that we do our part. You know, yes, God will yes. open up the heavens and just say, hey, Joseph, you know, I want you to such and such. He'll give you the inspiration. But you got to do your part because he has already endowed you with the resources, the abilities, mm -hmm. the skills. And there are some skills that you 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 have to cultivate. 
you know, the, the, the seed is already there, but mm-hmm. you, it has to germinate. And the way we germinate, we're in the right environment or you, you, you align yourself with the right nutrient for that seed. So that is the same thing with intention. You must set intention to your goal before they can be materialized. It is mm-hmm. the it is so paramount. Mm-hmm. So many times we live our lives with regrets. You know, if I had had just the opportunity, if I had not just squandered away my time, I'm at this season in my life, if I had just paid a little bit more attention, if I had just done. So basically what God is like, say, so you don't have to live your life in that regret, that pain of regret, that window of regret. You can start now. It doesn't matter how old you are, whatever your aspirations are, you are enough to step forward. We've seen many stories, people in their 60s and 70s have gone back to college and matriculated. And Mm -hmm. that's because they have set intention. It was maybe a dream that they had and maybe because of certain life events, you know, it set them down, Mm -hmm. delayed them. But it's never too late to set intention to something and to move forward. And to know that you are enough, that you're fully equipped. Because God told Gideon, am I not with you? Mm -hmm. And he's promised that he's going to be with us. He promised and he cannot lie. He cannot renege on his word. His word is what he says is his honor. So if you sit and say, God, I want to go back to school. God, you know, I want to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. I want to become a lawyer, a doc, whatever, however, whatever God has put on your heart. The little things, I want to start an an advocate, uh, an advocacy group. I I want to start a small group. If you only put intention to it and find and tap into your resources, I've said this is critically important. God gives, make us a, a social community and a spiritual community. We need to exercise and tap into our resources i tell i tell my um my my my, um my at my uh, at work when i talk to my team and they will come to me and sometimes they want me to just map it out and and i said use your resources (laughs) you know you you need to go to finance and you build your alliance there use that person use your resources so god wants us to be spiritually savvy and strategic in using our resources to achieve our goals. And when we set intention to that, then the Holy Spirit start to line things up because then we said that we said we we give our plans to him and he established them. Did you understand? He said he will yes. establish it. So if you give it to him and say, God, I want this and I want in this 12 month period or this six month period, here's what I want to achieve. But I want to start here. And you yeah. set that intention to it, Joe. You want to lose weight. All right. You can think <laughs> it. You can think it. You can eat that ice cream and say, I want to lose five pounds. But you're eating that ice cream. Right. <laughs> eating that yeah. cake. Reading that sweet, but you you still tell Dana, man, I want to do this. And by summer, I want to be this. But you're still not doing anything. But the minute you put intention to it, mm-hmm. you're starting to see the result, right? Because you know that you have to change certain lifestyle habits. There are certain things that you have to shift in your routine. And that's it. That's, that's it. The secret to success is to set intention to it. Amen. It's all about the activation, huh? Yes. Yes, I like that. I like that. Um, can you briefly tell me about the? I, I like to hear that story again. Uh, the little girl, the uh, for a unique student. Uh, yeah, 
yes. That yes. was wonderful. So, yes. So Yannick is one of our local teachers and a member at Plantation SD. She's also a member of my small group, the Kingdom Women Life Group. Mm-hmm. And so Yannick is one of the most committed and dedicated teacher teachers I've ever met. She loves her students. She brags on them. You know, she's very intuitive to their needs. And um, she's always praying for them. She's always asking us to pray, not only for her students at her school, but students in general. And mm-hmm. so she shared this because the Lord had given me, and I, I believe a couple podcasts ago, I'd shared with you and Don, your co-host, that I was praying for a while and God gave me four people. And I think uh, yeah, yeah. time to come, you guys will hear about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm my published work, you will hear about it. Partnership, provision, protection, and um, I always presence. Yes. So partnership. So I was doing a devotional series with the theme on partnership. And so Yannick shared the story because, you know, you know, with a series of, of devotion, but Yannick shared the story of a, a, a very special student in her class, a second grader who had mm-hmm. lost her mom. Mm-hmm. And um, she saw that she was lonely, you know, and she told her, she told her, you know, went over to her to tell her, listen, if you ever need a hug, if you ever need anything, I'm always here for you. Just let me know. I'm always here for you. Um, she, um, this is a second grader, the home mm-hmm. that she lives in, a very God-fearing home. So she, she, she knows Jesus in with her own in her own little second grade experience. Amen. And so she was excited. One, one, one morning she came to school and she was so excited. Unique said, "She said, Miss Unique, Miss Unique, Miss Unique, I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus in a dream." And she said, "You know, I told him about my grades, and he said, good job. I'm proud <laughs> of you.'" And she said. Miss Yannick, when he was going outside, he said to me, if you ever need me, you can come and call me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. Unique is a one of a kind, but that little girl, God bless her for, for that. God bless her. God bless, God bless her. The love of Jesus. Yes, that. that's all it is. That's all it is. And um, it's all, yes. Hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, let's talk about the partnership that as yeah. Yannick is enough in mm. her capacity, she is she enough. Is enough. Yes, she's doing she her is. part. And as she's doing her part in partnering with God, mm-hmm. God is ministering to this young, young student who mm-hmm. is having her own experience because she sees the love of God in her teacher. Mm-hmm. She sees the care of God in her teacher. She sees the characteristics of God in her teacher. Yes. And Yannick is using her enough to show Christ in tangible way to her student. Isn't That's that amazing? Powerful. That's powerful. That all of us have enough to show the world that we are children of the Most mm-hmm. High God. Isn't that something? Wow. Well, that is just one, simply wonderful. I, I wanted to ask you about, I wanted to get your opinion about the comment that was made uh, from the parent uh, about the book that was um, entitled The Hill We Climb, read by the poet Amanda Gorman. What's your comments on that? I mean, it, it seemed like it resonated the fact that one parent would make all this uh, issues over a book yes. that she thought was something totally different from what, yeah. you know. 
Yes, yes. I I, I was very, um, I was flabbergasted, I use that word, mm-hmm. that this first ever youth national um, uh, laureate, poet, poet laureate, Amanda mm-hmm. Gorman, that she, you know, um, read this poem at President Biden's swearing in. And mm-hmm. it was a time when the country needed healing. It was yeah. just coming off the George Floyd, you know, gruesome, you know, right. death and mm-hmm. just the, the the racial tension, the divisiveness coming from out of the whole political uh, yeah. you know, like a circus. Yeah, circus mm-hmm. with so many things that were going on. People mm-hmm. were highly charged, their emotions were highly there was just so much tension. Yeah. And this young poet, you know, um a Harvard grad, you know, just so accomplished. She too has overcome so many obstacles. She had a speech impediment with R. She could not pronounce the word R. So she actually watched that play, Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And there was a song in Hamilton that talks about Burr. The the gentleman's name was Burr. And she would play Burr. Yes, to to talk about Burr, sir. Mm -hmm. Burr, sir. So she had a, a speech therapist, but overcoming that, and finding herself and becoming that young poet and the privilege she had to actually read the poet for the president swearing in. So when I saw that, as I said, I was preparing, you know, my notes. I remember she had a, an interview with Robin Roberts and called Brave. Mm-hmm. And that would happen like in 2021. And I, I love to make like, you know, notes because I never know when the Lord is going to inspire me to um, use some something from something that I see in the current events. And so I just happened to look up. I averted my eyes to the TV and I saw her in the inset and David Muir, which is ABC Nightly News. And I said, yes. what's going on? And then I unmuted the TV and her saying, you know, in the state of Florida that the school, the book has been banned. I mean, I went since my sermon, I went to further read about it. And I say that it's not fully banned she she still miss gorman still consider it a ban which i do agree with her but for older age student and she was like for what i mean there's nothing that is racially divisive or politically divisive in her point she was mm-hmm. basically stating a fact that she a skinny black girl raised by an unwed mother mm-hmm. could dream to become a president and at that time Not only could she dream of becoming a president, she was reciting a poem for one. And that was it. And so I think the thrust or the the crux of what I was trying to articulate was that I didn't want it to become a political divide. I was not trying to send any subliminal message or to take any kind of partisan stand. All I wanted to say in the grander scheme of things, as children of God, as people of God, we must understand who we are in our identity, who we are in our completeness, who we are in our sufficiency, because people will use our words in time to come to try to disqualify us, mm-hmm. to censor us, to cancel us. That's what people will do. So we have to understand that no matter what people say, 
we have to understand that we are enough. And in using our enough is that using the platform that we have to lend voice to people who cannot speak up the voiceless, to lend a voice to people who are marginalized, people who are ostracized, that mm. we're going to speak up and champion those truths. We're going to speak up for justice. We're going to tell those who are speaking error, we're going to correct them by speaking right. Even if we may seem like we are the minority, mm. but with God, we're, we're the majority. Yes. And I use that, the parallel juxtaposition with how God reduced the Israelite army in Judges 6, Gideon's army, from 32,000 to 300, and then send that 300 out to fight an army of 135,000 Midianites. That's a ratio of 450 Midianite soldier to one Israelite soldier. Why? Yes, because God is the Lord commander who goes before us and fight our battle. And he has never lost one. He's never lost one. And wow. so those 300 soldiers routed the 135,000. Because he told Gideon before when he greeted a mighty warrior, he said, I'm going to raise you up. Even though you're feeling insufficient, I'm going to raise you up to lead my people and deliver my people and not one of the enemy army uh, a soldier would survive i'm not going to leave any survive and that's what god did yeah so just think of the mountains we can climb just think of the exploits we can do yeah if we trust god to know that we are enough we are enough if we are enough as i said we do our part amanda did her part she had a speech impediment with r <laughs> mm -hmm. and she was able to find resources she was able to find something that would help her and apply the discipline the hours you know painstaking hours to get through that we have to do our part god god cannot reward laziness god reward first faith but uh, one last thing um you know, I know about our four little girls. Uh, oh. it, it just warms my heart to see you talk up there about it this, this Sabbath. It was just wonderful because, you know, Raheem and, and all the other girls, it's just yeah, wonderful to see them. Yes. And Maria, yes, and Maria yes. is very special. They're all special, but Maria mm -hmm. is the one that my heart just broke when they said that she wasn't in school and mm -hmm. um, they didn't have the means. You know, you have seen where they've written, you know, they're right, mm -hmm. they're, you know, have their, 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 um, their letters translated by a translator. But yeah, just yeah. to see them say to me that they're able to buy a new mattress because mm -hmm. they live in mud huts. I are to buy a goat because they will yeah. tell me that they use better advice when they send them birthday monies or money for Christmas. They'll tell me what they do. It just to see it's like to see them now from when I started to sponsor them is like night and day. You could see yeah. the change that they're being nourished. They're, they're glowing. Yeah, you know? yeah right. I just saw a picture with Maria just this past weekend. I think it was Thursday that they sent me an updated picture. And she's just like the prettiest little girl. And then my heart just, my heart and I'm like, Joe, I know we, we had wanted a girl. Remember yes, we actually yes, had a girl. We have named a girl, Brie. Yeah. We have four girls, and yes, it's lovely that 
nine. So Maria is nine. Um, Rahema is, is 10. Um, Chaltu is nine. Maria is eight. And Senna is six. Going six on seven. Okay. So, so it's like, oh my gosh, we have four girls. But I just want to let you know, Javi, that it's not only four girls. We're going to have maybe a dozen girls. Oh, no, yeah, I heard you say that. I was like, okay. <laughs> I want us to set intention that mm-hmm. we're going to impact girls, you know, other, other kids. Cause you know, we've always, you, from, I know us, mm-hmm. we've always sponsored children. Remember yes, uh, John Claude Metabazi? Oh you know, yes. We, uh, yeah. We, we, we sponsored mm-hmm. John Claude. He was sure much did. older. Than much, oh, yeah. Much, much older. Uh, yes. But these girls are, they're very special to me. They're just, as long as God gives us breath, yes, these girls can count on us that we will be there until they finish college, until mm, they move mm, on. Mm. We will be there because we're going to use our enough and partner with God to make a difference, to change the destinies of these girls. And by us changing their destinies, to align it with how God wants it because God's looking at us. Yes. They can impact other people in their community. They're impacting their, their families. Yes. Being one of the things, one of the things I like the love the most though, and this is my takeaway okay. is when they tell me that they're praying for me and my family. And that's wonderful. Hey, when yes, they you say that, that they're yes. praying for us, that's that wonderful. they love us and they're mm-hmm. praying to me. I know that God hears everybody's prayer, but when I, when little children pray for me, I just feel like I can just go tuck myself in and just put myself in the blanket because I know mm-hmm. that God's <laughs> hearing those prayers. So that, right. that that's all I need from them is that they're praying for me and they're they're praying for us. So that's that is yes. awesome. That, that's yes, awesome. Yes. I, I'm just glad I'm a part of that. I really am. When, yes. you, when you first introduced the photos to me and what it was then, what it is now, is just remarkable. Yes. I tell you. Well, Elder, thank you so much for taking the time. As you see, I, I'm, I'm using this atmosphere behind me because that's how sometimes I feel. <laughs> out of this earth, <laughs> out of this out of earth experience. But um, I want to thank you. Your yeah. Story. Yeah. Yes, I definitely am. Thank you. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I want to say God bless you and your ministry. God bless us and our ministry. And we continue pressing on because as you says, Nothing happens without intention. Okay, so I want to thank you. <laughs> so if you don't mind, at least have a word of prayer. We want to thank you. Absolutely. And thank, thank you for having me. God, we just want to say, we adore you, God. We adore you. You're just so amazing. You are so amazing. Father, thank you for this opportunity to allow your word to flow through us to this program deeper dive so that someone who will listen will be blessed knowing that they are enough that there are no deficit there are no deficiency that in you that they are complete that they can scale mount everest anything that they want to do anything that life brings them that they don't have to wear anyone's labels the only label that they need to wear are the I am's, that they are affirmed in you, that they are the righteousness of Jesus, that they yes. are your children, that they are royalty, that they are enough in Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ paid it 
all. And because he is our sufficiency, it is in him we live, we move, and we have our being, and that he has called us to live the abundant life. So, Father, we honor you. We honor you for sending us such a wonderful message in a time when so many people are hurting and they need to be reassured. Father God, bless this ministry. Continue, Lord Jesus, to take it beyond the boundaries that we're at. May you give them, Lord Jesus, exponential blessings that doors, nations will open, Lord, that someone will hear, that change will come, transformation will come. Bless the team, Lord God, the digital evangelism team. Bless everyone behind the scene who work week after week Lord to get this, these messages out may you pronounce a special blessing over them God and Lord God may you bless the host and the co-host and continue to use them as your mighty vessel vessels of honor in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen we surely appreciate that thank you so much I tell you I feel so privileged because I get all these wonderful prayers daily from you <laughs> <laughs> it's a privilege to do that So thank you for letting us know that we are enough. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. God bless you. And I'll tell everybody, you know, I love you. So you take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. And thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. God bless. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.